This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're listening to the Tennis.com Podcast, and here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Hi, everyone. This is the Tennis.com Podcast. I'm Ed McGrogan talking with Steve Tigner. We're going to talk both finals today. The women's just concluded this morning. Serena Williams beating Agnieszka Radwanska in three sets, wins her 14th major, fifth Wimbledon, and uh, arguably of greater significance the first one in, in about two in two years exactly um, since 2010 Wimbledon and then of course we'll get to tomorrow's men's final between Roger Federer Andy Murray uh, for the women's final what I what I take away is or what I actually I hear whenever someone wins a major is a lot of really knee-jerk positive spin sometimes justifiably so other times I think it's a little much um, a, lot of, a lot of things I hear after Serena's win today is that she's back. And I, I really think that instead of that, this is a really a completely new Serena, um, someone who obviously still a fantastic, a great player, but someone who's certainly older, a little more vulnerable. And I think she was fighting that player um, and some of the issues that she's had in slams during the second set today. And, um, you know, for a time, this really did look like it might get away from her. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that's a good way of looking at it. Um, I used to think that Serena never really got nervous, and maybe that was true uh, a long time ago, or maybe just a few years ago. But it's definitely not true now. She, she really got. She, you know, she said after this match, she panicked um, in this final, and there was really no, really wasn't a real reason to panic. She was clearly the better player. She won the first five games. She won the first set six one. She was ahead in the second set. Um, and then suddenly she just started missing. She, you know, with when the when the title was was within sight, um, Redwanska played fine. But really, you have to say Serena. Serena kind of did it to herself to take it to a to a third set, and that's not something we normally associate with her. Uh, she also had two really close matches earlier in the tournament, which she has always had. But but it does seem like she, rather than just winning at will. She's going to. Um, she's going to almost have to overcome some, you know, maybe some more, not just physical but but mental vulnerability. Um, I, I know it doesn't seem like somebody who's won so much should should get nervous like that. But Martina Navratilova said that she, you know, the more experience she had and the older she got, the more the more often she got tight because I think she felt like she knew what could happen, the bad things that could happen. Um, she was more fearless when she was young, and maybe that's true of Serena. But still, the main thing is in the third set, Serena, um, I think she recognized what had happened. She stopped being incredibly aggressive. She just uh, she played with a lot more control. She really calmed herself down. And that's, that's the difference between her and, and a lot of other players who 
who couldn't do that. She she sort of mastered her her nerves in that third set, and that was that was impressive. Yeah, I think she certainly is um, obviously more affected. I think by some of these these spells here that that are these little patches of bad play that seem to happen. I think maybe when she may possibly experience that today, you think back to really what happened at the French Open against Rosano and in a match that totally got away from her that she was, like this one, came out strong, supposed to win there. Um, for Radwanska, um, I, I'm kind of thinking about her, and I don't think anybody can come away from this final night impressed by the way she came back. Um, it certainly looked like she was going to get um, shut out in the first set, just she had that sort of, um, I guess, Vera Zvonareva the head in the kind of like deer in the headlights look for a while, and you did wonder if this was going to be over within 45, 50 minutes. Um, and, but by the end of this match, you know, she had Serena, I think, really on her terms for, for parts of this match, certainly not the whole thing. Um, she's a player who... This isn't really a great comparison. She she has a little bit of Fabio Fanini, I think, in the way where she can really surprise you with some sort of throw in her her pace of play and then kind of really just strike a a ball quicker than you might expect. I think that got Serena off off uh, her game a few times. And overall, you see that Radwanska, former junior champ here and finalist here, grass is a great service for her. And I guess you do kind of wonder maybe if the logical next step down the road, if this is determined that maybe we'll see her win someday. Yeah, we'll see. Um, she got a good draw. Sharapova was knocked out of her, her section. So she was, um, she got sort of a, you know, you know, you, you might not expect that kind of draw into the final again, the one, you know, we've wondered how far she could take her, how far she could go, you know, climb in the rankings with her game. And she's almost at number one. Now she was in the Wimbledon final. She's one set away. So it's clear that, there really is no ceiling for her. I don't know whether I'm not convinced she will win a Grand Slam, but but you know now it's not going to be a surprise if she does. Um, and she does, you know, she does have that ability. And she, I'm sure it wasn't just Serena getting nervous in this match. Radwanska does have that ability to throw somebody off their their game with her um, change of speed. She's not just. Uh, she doesn't just get the ball back. She, she doesn't just have finesse. She can hit the ball hard, and she's good at she's good at mixing that in. That's that's also a little deceptive, um, and I think that that's that throw through Serena off as well. So um, a good run for Red and I think it's great because she had done well at smaller tournaments, but never reached the semis or the final of a Grand Slam. And now this sort of legitimizes her what she's done in the last year, um, you know, on the tour. One thing I would hope is that she actually doesn't become number one and become the target of of questions about whether she, you know when she's going to win a Grand Slam. I think it helps her to to stay at two or three and keep working up. Yep. Uh, speaking of number one, Azarenka will take over number one uh, on Monday. It, it is sort of strange to see that you're going to see Azarenka and Radwanska one and two, and then the past two champions at Slams Sharapova and um, Serena right below them. But that's it is kind of a uh, little bit of what we've seen in the tour for a while, but I think, you know, certainly in this past year, there has been a clear order, I think, established, and I think we're kind of, you know, filtering that out right now, really. Um, for the men's final tomorrow, Federer and Murray, um, we have two players who are, I think, are both sentimental favorites in, in different ways. 
Murray's is, is very obvious with the uh, the British connection, the drought. Federer, 30 years old, just like Serena, and people have been kind of waiting to see if he will win another slam. Um, so no matter who wins tomorrow, you're, we're going to be seeing both a storybook ending and kind of a really crushing defeat to whoever does not prevail. I think there is so much on the line for both players here. Um, so I'll ask you kind of for your predictions in a little bit, but maybe just your thoughts on uh, on these two, you know, how they've got here and just impressions of this match the day before. Yeah, um, you know, Roger and Murray, that's, you know, as far as the British public goes, I think that's that's the, the dream final. I know Murray in the past when he's talked about, when he's been asked who he would want to beat in the final the most, he's always said Federer and that would make the most sense. Um, Federer is coming off a couple years of frustration, uh, not getting to any um, Grand Slam finals. You know, people wondering whether he was his, he was in decline, um, but yet he always you know he he never seemed to even question himself, and you know now it's it's come true. He's back in the final. Whereas Murray uh, also under a lot of questioning you know over the past year and, and even in the months leading up to this tournament. You know, he suddenly seems to have found, you know, seems to have found himself as a as a player in the last couple matches. Um, it also, you know, is clear. It's funny how it, it works out that that certain matches, the way they turn out earlier in the tournament, will play out all the way till the end. Federer, two points from losing to Benito, he wins. Nadal, in a fifth set with Rasal, he loses. Federer goes to the final, and Murray. Because you know, in part because he doesn't have to play Nadal is now, is now in the final. So um, it, it's an exciting final. It's great after the last four between two players, Djokovic and and um, Nadal, we get the two other top four players. So I think that's I think that's you know makes it exciting that exciting in itself. Just the, the fresh the sort of the fresh angle to a final. Yeah, this one is um, when you think about it. I, I, you know, picking your winner here and everything. Um, you know, at the site, we all did our picks here. We, I know we all picked Federer for this. Um, I, I, when I think of both players, I think of two things. For Murray, I've always said that I think he is going to win a major. I just think he is too good of a player not to, essentially, and so much better than practically the entire tour, short of the uh, three players above him, of course, in the rankings. But I also think that Federer... Yeah, if you can be due for something in sports, Federer certainly fits that quality. Um, he is, despite not winning a slam since January 2010, he's put himself in position to every time, and he's even, you know, on a week-to-week on the tour level, I think is um, has almost done better this year as compared to many recent years. I'm thinking of Indian Wells' title this year, Madrid. Um, I think this match will actually go um, deep into four or five sets. I, I don't think Murray – I think Murray is going to, to finally win a set in a slam final. Um, I think the crowd may help him there, but I just think I, I think it's kind of gone too long for him not to put up a really competitive front in a major final. But I, I do think that Federer's persistence, kind of week in, week out winning, I think it is going to pay off for him tomorrow. Yeah, I, when I think of this match, I try to – Try to imagine Murray winning three sets, and I can't do it. Um, not that I, you know, not that I wouldn't mind seeing him win, but but um, I just can't see. I can see a set. He, you know, he's zero and nine in Grand Slam finals and sets. 
I could see a set. Um, I definitely don't see him winning three sets. I don't think Federer will be particularly nervous. You know, we'll see. I think he's going to really enjoy the moment. I think he 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 loves things like this, and this will be you know, this will be obviously be a big moment to be a part of. Um, Murray, the the downside of Murray, he's in a final, but really all he's done uh, is go around further. He hasn't done anything. He's hasn't done at Grand Slams before. He didn't beat Nadal in the semis. He beat Sanga. Uh, not that he didn't play well, but but. Um, so that doesn't, sh I mean, to me, that doesn't show that he's done any, he's going to do anything that he hasn't done before in a final. So I think, def I definitely think Federer is a heavy favorite and, and Murray will have to feel, you know, some pretty immense pressure in this match. Uh, we'll see how he reacts to it, but I think Federer will be in a, in a much stronger position. Uh, Murray has a, has an eight and seven head to head career record against, against Federer, um, but Federer won in straight sets earlier earlier this year, and I think it's it's been the stronger of the two when they played over the last few years. So um, I picked Federer in straight sets, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that. Though I obviously love it to be a more competitive match. I, I had a feeling you're gonna say Murray was facing more than just some pressure, and then you had that particularly immense pressure, which I think is exactly what uh, what we'll be seeing tomorrow here. So um, we'll have the match covered, of course. Um, Steve on the rack reaction, Pete over in London, and plenty more when the match is over. During the match, of course, live chat too with us on the site. Uh, so tune in then. And for Steve Tigner, thank you. Ed McGrogan, Tennis.com podcast. You've been enjoying Tennis.com's weekly podcast. Thanks for listening. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com.